Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Small Biz Chat. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, America's number one small business expert. And I'm so excited to have you here for 10 years. We've been helping you grow your business because our mission is to end small business failure. Now we're going to be talking with Stephanie Chandler. Now, I have to tell you, I have been a fan of Stephanie Chandler's for a long time time. Back in 2000, I think 2008 it was, Stephanie wrote this book called From Entrepreneur to Infopreneur that actually changed my life and made me become the small biz lady. And I have been a fan of hers and we have become very good friends over the years. She is the CEO of the non- Fiction Writers Association, but she is an author in her own right. One of my favorite books she has written, it's called Own Your Niche. And Stephanie Chandler, welcome to Small Biz Chat Live. Hey, Melinda, I am honored to be here. Happy 10th anniversary. It's amazing. Thank you so much. Now you have become like the book lady, right? So tell me about how many books have you published and and how can a book help you promote your business? Well, I myself have authored 10 books to date. I've published books for dozens of other authors. But how can it help you grow your business? A book adds instant credibility. The word authority begins with author, right? So it will impress prospective clients. It will help you get books for speaking engagements. There is no other business card like writing a book. All right. So you can use a book to generate leads then, right? Oh, for sure. You can mail books to prospects that are hard to reach. I've worked with a guy who's a financial advisor. All he does is hand out books to prospective clients. And think about that. If you're going to go and interview financial advisors and you interview, they both have pretty much the same pitch, but one hands you a copy of his book. Which one do you think you're going to hire? It's amazing the impact it makes. I think that's a great idea for all you guys out here. I hope you guys are listening and writing some of these gems down because my guests are dropping knowledge on here tonight. Now, for business owners who want to land a speaking gig, a book, how can a book help somebody land a speaking gig? Well, you and I are both members of the National Speakers Association, and every professional speaker will tell you, you have to have a book. It gets back to that credibility put it in your bio. It shifts the whole perspective of people who are going to hire you to speak. Absolutely. I know for me, not only the first thing when I joined NSA in 2007, the first thing they said was not only do you have to write a book, but you have to write a good book. (laughs) That's right. It can't just be any book. (laughs) Was what I was told. So I was like, well, with my journalism degree, I think I'm safe. I think I can do it. But praise God, I think I did. So, you know, If you, I want to ask you sort of like a marketing question about books. So I know a lot of times when people write books, they set up a book website and they do all this stuff like for their book. If they have an existing business, does it make sense for them to put that book on that existing website? Or do you think it's, does it make sense for somebody to get the URL, you know, and and do another book website? 
I am not a big fan of a book website. I mean, if you plan to, to do what I've done and write 10, 20, 30 books in your career, you're going to be managing a lot of websites. And I say brand you. Brand you as the author. Drive all of your traffic back to one place. That is your better long game. All right. You heard it here first. The book guru said it. All right. Now, when should you start promoting a book? Like, as I know a lot of people say, 12 to 18 months before the book's coming out, start blogging about, it, you know, but is that true? When should you start promoting a book when it's going to ready to come out? Well, definitely not after it's come out. You want to do it before <laughs> it comes out. So, you know, as many months in advance as possible, but get your audience engaged. Have them vote on your book title. Have them vote on your book cover. Our social media audiences love to be involved in those decisions and feel like they're a part of your, your launch. You know, bring in beta readers. Those are people you give early access to your manuscript. That's a way, great way to get people on the ground running, talking about your book when it comes out. So as far in advance as possible is my best advice. Now, when it comes to promoting a book, are you saying, is it is it blogging? Is it podcasting? Is it videos? What's the deal? What, what is your best option when you're, when you're thinking, if, you, if you've got limited time and limited resources, what is the best thing to do? You got to go where your tribe is. So where are they spending time? Where are you most engaged? I mean, obviously for you, Melinda, it's Twitter and Facebook, right? For somebody else, it might be LinkedIn. I just worked with an author who's got a huge presence on LinkedIn. And so the bulk of his promotion efforts go there. So the, the key is find your tribe and know where they're spending their time. All right. So how important is it to niche your book topic? I mean, the, the thing that I see right here now is that everybody and their mama's got a book. So how how is it that you can stand out with a book now? Because like, is are there any new ideas under the sun? Really? I mean, like, you know, no new ideas, but new ways to stand out. Right. And it's the same for your business. You know, the more you can niche down your topic, the better your chance of standing out. Do you want to write another financial planning guide or do you want to be the financial planner for divorced women or baby boomers or people planning for their kids' college education? You know, I am always been a fan of owning a niche. I wrote a whole book on the topic. So in your book is no exception to that rule. It should absolutely speak to a really targeted audience if you want to stand out in a very crowded marketplace where you have millions of books competing with you. Absolutely. You know, they've made it so easy now to publish a book. Any fool thinks they can do it. All right. Now, tell me, what is the best book marketing advice you've ever received? Well, my best business advice in general is delegate. You know, we learned that through the e-myth, right? With Michael Gerber's book, don't try to be the cook, the dishwasher, the janitor, the everybody. And my motto has always been the more I hire, the more I earn. And it's the truth. So, you know, go out and hire help. Every author, every business owner needs a virtual assistant. This is hire number one. Even if it's just five hours a month to hand off the tasks you don't want to handle, this will be one of the best investments you make in your business and your book marketing. I can't agree with you more. I'm going to co-sign on that completely. Now, Steph, I want to put a pin in this because I know the next thing we're going to get into is self-publishing versus traditional publishing because there's a whole big world out here publishing. So stay with us, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady. Stephanie Chandler is going to be with us when we come right back. Don't go away. 
we see something like an 85% open rate of our outbound email sequences. We see something like a 40% reply rate to those cold sequences. And outbound accounts for something like 30% of our signups right now. So we can directly attribute that to Mixmax. I'm back with my guest, Stephanie Chandler. And now we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of self-publishing versus getting an agent and trying to get a traditional publishing deal. All right, Stephanie, you've done all of it. So let's let's jump into it. How do, you, how do you make the decision to self-publish or not? Well, it, I guess it partly depends on how much of a control freak you are. Uh, I'm very type A. And what drove me out of traditional publishing was giving up all that control and doing all the work and letting them reap all the rewards. I mean, a traditional publisher can change your book title. They can change copy. They can give you a book cover you don't like. I had all of these things happen to me. The final straw for me was when the publisher called and said, we want you to remove a chapter from your book. We don't care which one. We're trying to cut costs. And I swear I would never let that happen again. So, you know, there's pros and cons on both sides, no question. But if you're a control freak, you probably want to go for self-publishing. I've done both. It's an interesting ride. I mean, I think you got to figure out what business you want to be in because, you know, you, you really do have to understand. But the other thing you have to understand is the only thing the publisher is going to do for you is sell you paper and ink. <laughs> you are going to sell every copy of that book, whether you self-publish it or whether you traditionally publish it, know that. So let's say I've decided to self-publish. So what do I need to be prepared to invest if I'm going to self-publish? Because that's not a cheap thing to do. It's not if you do it the right way, right? There's a lot of people trying to cut all the corners and saying you can get your book done for $500. Please don't do your book that way. That's what gives self-publishing a bad name. You know, a minimum investment really should be at least 10 grand. The bulk of your expense is going to be in editing. We all need editing. My last book went through four complete rounds of editing. So please make that investment a minimum of 10 grand, but probably more if you really want to do your book the right way. All right. So what are some of the advantages or disadvantages of pursuing an agent and, and a publisher? Can you talk a little bit about like the timeline for that kind of stuff? Yeah, that's a great question. So when you're seeking traditional publishing, the biggest benefit most authors focus on is that bookstore placement. Although, you you know, you've got to remember most books aren't being purchased in brick and mortar stores anymore. So that doesn't have the cachet that it once had. But there is a timeline involved, right? Because first you start by going after agents. Agents have the direct connection to the publishers. The big five won't take pitches directly from authors. You have to go through an agent. So you've got the process of querying agents, and then you've got to write a 40-page book proposal and, and get them to sign off on that. And then the agent begins their pitch process. So it's very time-consuming. And then once you do, if you get offered a book deal, expect it to take another year for the publisher to get the book out. It's a very long lead time. There's really no reason why it takes them that long, except that's how they've always done it. And that's how they continue to do it. Um, but one other point about traditional publishing is on average, authors make about a dollar per book. It's pitiful. And if you self-publish, you're going to make 5 to $10 per book, depending on your sales outlet. So just something else to really think about. You may spend more money up front, but on the back end, you potentially will earn more revenue. 
All right. So let's talk about investing in publicists. Now, I know for me, every time we've launched a book, I've always engaged a publicist at least six months, three months before and then three months after in the book promotion process. But what is your advice and and rule of thumb for that? My feeling is not every book is publicity publicity worthy. So not every author should make that investment. The other thing about investing in PR is it's really hard to earn back that investment on book sales, right? Because we're earning it back five or $10 at a time. So you really have to be sure that, that media coverage is going to benefit you. It probably will not result in earning it back in book sales. If you're looking to build your credibility, your media resume, you know, that kind of thing, publicity makes a ton of sense. If you're all about book sales and building that audience, you might be better off to spend your money on marketing with a good marketing assistant or a smaller marketing agency where your money goes a little further because publicity is expensive. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, Stephanie, what is the best book advice you can give somebody? Oh my gosh, please just do it well. Don't go to Fiverr and hire a book cover person. Don't you know skimp on the editing and let your sister, who's the English teacher, do your editing because she's not following the Chicago manualist style. I mean, there's a lot... Of, of details. Your book cover should be designed by somebody who designs book covers for a living. So please, you know, do it the right way. Hire experts, work with people who understand publishing, because this is going to represent you in your business and you want it to be the best representation of you you can have. I will co-sign that. So listen, this has been an amazing 10-year ride. I am so grateful to have the opportunity to be the small biz lady and to have given you guys small business advice for the last 10 years. Special thanks to tonight's guest. But, you know, for the past 10 years, it has been my pleasure to execute our mission to end small business failure. I am Melinda Emerson. I am the small biz lady. And until next time, remember this, you never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.